This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a bill is reintroduced to establish an IG office for the agency that manages the thrift savings plan. The Postal Service surpasses more than $2 billion in losses so far this fiscal year. And the Biden administration is figuring out a way to bring some standardization to how agencies hire cyber workers. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. March 27th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. One member of Congress is doubling down on efforts to add an inspector general for the thrift savings plan. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton reintroduces a bill to establish an IG office for the agency that manages the TSP. Norton says she continues to hear from participants about challenges with the TSP system after the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board rolled over to a new record keeper last summer. Norton also led the charge in pushing the Government Accountability Office to conduct a comprehensive review of the planning, contract award, and implementation of the new TSP system. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Commerce Department's Inspector General prepares for billions of dollars in new spending under the CHIPS Act. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Commerce Department's Office of the Inspector General has just under 200 people working there today, but it plans to grow to more than 230 staff this year and beyond 250 in fiscal 2024. Commerce is preparing to make the initial round of grants under the $50 billion CHIPS Act, which is aimed at expanding domestic production of semiconductors. The Commerce IG is building out two separate teams to oversee that spending, and it's looking for individuals with a background in semiconductor technology to help with the oversight. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Postal Service ends another month in the red as it reports a $138 million net loss in February. In January, the net loss was more than a billion dollars. First-class mail volume is down more than 9% compared to the same period last year, and package volume is down more than 17%. USPS is reporting an over $2 billion net loss for fiscal 2023 so far. That's more than double the loss USPS had expected at this point in the fiscal year. The Office of Personnel Management expects to receive a much higher volume of calls during next year's open season, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman tells us why. OPM is moving postal employees and retirees into a different health marketplace than the rest of the federal workforce starting in January 2025. That's required under the Postal Service Reform Act signed into law last year. OPM is asking Congress for more than $37 million in fiscal 2024 to stand up the new Postal Service Health Benefits Program. Part of the money would go toward creating a customer support center that would help enroll postal employees and annuitants in new health plans and answer their questions. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Biden administration is figuring out a way to bring some standardization for how agencies can hire cyber workers. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The White House's Office of the National Cyber Director and the Office of Personnel Management are teaming up to tackle the challenge of bringing cybersecurity workers into the government. Kemba Walden, the acting director of ONCD, told the House Oversight and Accountability Committee the goal is to lower barriers and increase incentives for agencies to hire cyber workers. We are working with OPM 
to shore up and harmonize the differing federal authorities across departments and agencies for hiring and retaining talent in this space. We are working with OPM to develop a legislative proposal. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. You're listening to the Federal Newscast. Enrollees in the Federal Employees Health Benefits Program may want to take a closer look at Medicare Part D. The Inflation Reduction Act has made significant changes to Part D plans, including capping out-of-pocket spending and the cost of insulin. The Office of Personnel Management is now encouraging FEHB carriers to offer more Medicare Advantage plans, which include Medicare Part D. Federal health experts say the changes from the Inflation Reduction Act could also lead to cost savings for FEHB participants up to $8,000 in some cases. An industry association is pressing the General Services Administration for more details on its plan to expand a pricing data program. The Coalition for Government Procurement wrote to Sonny Hashmi, the commissioner of the Federal Acquisition Service at GSA, asking when the agency plans to apply the Transactional Data Reporting, or TDR, program across all schedule contracts. The coalition also asked the FSA about its plans to train contracting officers on how to best take advantage of TDR. GSA launched TDR in 2016 with the goal of providing contracting officers with real-time pricing and other supply chain-related data. The Navy is offering paid apprenticeships and other training to increase the pool of skilled workers to build ships. Currently, 30% of shipyard workers have less than five years' experience. The new program is in response to the challenges the Navy and industry have faced over the last year and a half. Public shipyards had higher than expected attrition in their labor forces, as well as challenges to recruiting new workers in a tight labor market. The problem of finding enough skilled shipyard workers is causing delays for new submarine programs. Family members of active duty, reserve, and retired service members can now renew their uniform services ID cards online. DOD started the pilot program as an alternative to requiring dependents to show up in person at ID card offices. To be eligible, the dependent's active duty sponsor has to have a common access card. The ID card holder must already be enrolled in the Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System and be verified by the sponsor within 90 days before the request. DOD uses the dependent IDs for access to installations and for benefits like health care and commissaries. The business practices of cloud computing companies are coming under the microscope at the Federal Trade Commission. The FTC issued a request for information last week seeking comment on a range of issues related to cloud services, including market power and potential security risks. The Commission is studying the use of cloud services across specific sectors like healthcare, finance, transportation, e-commerce, and defense. And the regulator is also digging into questions around the contracting practices of cloud companies. Comments are due to the FTC by May 22nd. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, March 27th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.